Hey everybody, welcome to Live for Sports, my name is Nathan. Uh, was no episode last week, whatever, there might be one to this week again, because maybe this week today, and then maybe one later in the week, but I was sick again last week, and then really busy this weekend to get one done, but there's definitely some news I gotta go over, because we had a blockbuster trade in the NHL, and I gotta go over it. And then uh, MLB trade deadline is actually in a week now. Uh, I'm going to try and go over some of that, what I think, you know, what could happen, some potential names to look out for as to who could be moved, and maybe some buyers and sellers in there as well. So let's get into it. Simmons, is this the tagger? So, start off with the big news that was in the NHL this weekend. I'm going to go over my little breakdown of this. So, a couple days before this trade came out, it was said that Matt Kachuk is not re-signing in Calgary. He doesn't want to stay there long term. So, the Flames were going to trade him because they didn't want to sign him to some qualifying offer for a year and then dump him or have him leave a year later in free agency for absolutely nothing. They had to move him. They were really given not much choice. So they lose their two best players in Johnny Goudreau and Matt Kachuk in the same year offseason because both of them were American players who I guess just didn't want to play in Calgary anymore, play in Canada, maybe the vaccines, shit like that. It just pissed them off, and they were like, okay, we're done, right? We're not playing here anymore. Um, so the the deadline for Kachuk to be traded was August 11th because that was when his arbitration date was set for. So that was basically like, okay, we'll trade him by then, whatever. So he gave a, a list of five teams it was that he would be willing to sign long-term with. The report was it was Nashville, Dallas... St. Louis, Vegas, and Florida, but the list apparently wasn't true. I was also hearing maybe that the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers, you know, they could all been in the mix as well. Uh, it ended up being the Panthers on Friday night at about 7 or 8 p.m. Pacific time, I think it was, in that range. Um and so I'm out camping, and I'm just like, oh, my God, it's happening, it's happening, right? What's the return? What's the return? Because I was thinking, who the hell is Florida going to be able to give up, like, in terms of prospects and picks? Because that's what I thought Calgary was doing, because they lost Goudreau, they're losing Kachuk, might as well blow up the team, start a rebuild. So I thought, oh, they're just going to get a bunch of young players, a bunch of prospects. But I'm like, Florida has traded all those guys already. Who the hell is going the other way? And then it turns out it's, their second best player, uh, yeah, their second best player, probably just behind Barkov, in Jonathan Huberto, who also who just put up 115 points this year. Mackenzie Weger, who is their second best D-man, who's criminally underrated and is maybe a top 15 defenseman in the league, 
top 20 probably. Uh, Cole Schwind, one of their prospects, who's 21, and a 2025 first-round pick. That's conditional, and that condition is it is top 10 protected. So if Florida gets top 10 pick that year, doesn't matter. It, it, or if the if Florida's a bottom 10 team, then it, the pick goes back to them. Calgary gets their pick the next year. Um, and then so Florida gets obviously Mac Chuck. He signed an eight-year, nine-point-five million-dollar contract. Um, nine-point-five per year, not just. 9.5 total, um, and a 2025 conditional fourth-round pick. The conditions of that are not known. I'm sure it's probably got something to do with either Kachuk scoring-wise or playoff finishes in one of the years and it probably moves up to like a third or second, whatever, right? But that's just my guess on it. I don't exactly know what it, the condition is yet. So... First thought was Calgary wins this trade, 100%. Because Kachuk is, like, just as good as Huberto. I think Huberto's the better offensive player, but Huberto's defensive game is not good. Kachuk is good all around. I think they're very even, and right now I'd probably take Huberto. But... Long-term, obviously, I'm taking Kachuk. And, but then you also get Mackenzie Weger, who is, like, a legit defenseman. Everybody wanted him. And, like, there there was rumors he, like, they were working on extension. There was nothing being done yet. So, it's like, oh, maybe there's a trade coming. There was a lot of talk at the the draft, sorry, if there was going to be a trade. There was not. Then he was involved, and I'm like, wow, okay. Um, and then dad in a first round pick in a couple years and Cole Schwind, it's like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> How do you get that much from Mac Chuck? I do not know. Um, so I guess Flames fans must be happy that they turned down the reported St. Louis deal. That was, I think it was, there was a couple actually. I think there was Tarasenko, um, was it one of their defensemen, I think, and a first-round pick? There was also, I think, either Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo, uh, Tori Krug in a first-round pick. Both the Flames turned down both those. Kachuk goes to Florida, gets his wish, goes to play in the States, whatever, right? In my opinion, I want, yes, Florida has lost his trade, but I don't think they've lost it as much as people say they have. Their defense is really bad now, losing Uyghur, I must say. Um, and I'm really worried that like their goal scoring... their key, Last year, their problem was they couldn't keep the puck out of their net. They still won the President Trophy. They just couldn't keep the puck out of their net. They're going to be able to score again this year, right? But are they going to be able to keep the puck out of their net enough? I don't think so. Because Bobrovsky is really shaky at times, and you only really have Ekblad back there. The rest of it is very, very shaky. So I think Florida is slightly worse now than they were last year. I still think they're a playoff team, but I think they're a little bit worse. As for Calgary, in the short term, Calgary has won this deal 100%. Calgary is 
probably a step down from what they were last year as well because you did lose Goudreau and Kachuk. You replace Goudreau's production with Huberto's, so that's fine. Their defense gets even better with Mackenzie Weger. You're still missing a scoring presence up front in Kachuk, though. The guy put up 104 points this year. You need somebody to replace that. Nobody is going to replace 104 points, though. You'd be, you'd be lucky to get, like, 70 of that, I would say. So, and I say Calgary wins short-term, but... Long term, it's very, very questionable because Huberto's 29, Uyghur is 28 currently. I think they'll be 30 and 29 next year by the time their contracts are up. Huberto's got one year left at like 5.9, I think. Uyghur, I think, has one year at 3.25, one of the best contracts in the league. Those guys are going to get paid next year, though. And who knows if they're even going to want to be like, I don't want, like, what if they're like, I don't want to play in Calgary? I'd rather go to the States or I'd rather just not play in Calgary because Calgary's market in Canada, not that good. The city's not that great for a spot you want to really be out in a winter in. It's cold, right? Not the best weather. Why not go to, I don't know, bigger market, Toronto, Montreal, back to the States, even where there's no, like the taxes is as bad as it is here in Canada. So if they can't sign these guys and they're going to leave, that Calgary loses this trade 1,000% next by the time next year comes. So it's it's interest. It'll be interesting to see, um, but I feel like too. It almost prevents the inevitable of a rebuild coming for Calgary. I don't think their core is good enough right now to go win a cup. Um, it was close if you had been able to kept. Goudreau and Kachuk, but I don't think it was there yet, and I don't think it maybe ever was gonna be, and I think now that you have Huberto and Uyghur and you lose Goudreau and Kachuk, I don't think it's ever gonna be there, so I feel like they're just gonna be a team that's kind of like always in the playoffs, but never going deep in the playoffs, and I wonder how long it takes them to realize that we need to blow this up. Um... If I have to go trade grades on this, I'd give Calgary a B plus, just because I'm a little bit worried about if they don't sign or not. If they do sign, then it, and, and oh, another thing, even if they do sign, both of them are good enough to get eight year extensions. You're gonna give a thirty and a twenty nine year old an eight year extension that will take them to, to thirty and thirty eight, sorry, and thirty seven years old. Those are contracts that ruin franchises. So I don't even know if I would, even if they do sign, it's going to be that good. You're probably going to have to hope they take like a five-year deal each. Um, so it should be interesting to see come whenever they sign. I wonder if they're talking yet or not. I haven't heard anything about that. And if they sign during the year, after the year, whatever, right? So I go B plus for now with Calgary, and it really depends on if they sign or not. We'll change my grade or not on that deal. As for Florida, who picks up Kachuk and the four, conditional fourth, I'll go. Um, I'm gonna go C plus, just because I feel like you're giving up Hubro, you're giving up Uyghur. I don't feel like you need to give up a first and Colshwind in that scenario 
Maybe Calgary asked for that. I'm not sure, but and they said he's like a generational talent. He's he's like generational by the t- way he plays, but he's not really a generational talent. Like he's not that good, as Florida's GM Bill Zito said. Like he's he's not generational, but I under I understand where he's coming from in that regard. But like he's not generational is McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, McCarr, Vasilevsky. The those like Kachuk isn't generational for the way he his play style. Sure, maybe like the power forward kind of build that he is, maybe, but not generational. So I'll go C plus just because I didn't like them giving up Huberto and Weir, and then their pick and prospect. Like right, it's just like too much for Kachuk in my opinion. In the long run, though, I think they win this deal. The defense is a really big issue for them right now, though. And I feel like they need to go, maybe go get John Klingberg, P.K. Subban, sign something. I don't know. Get something done because I don't think this decor is good enough as it is right now. And I will... I did have another thing to say on this, I believe, as well. Yeah, no, but... Huge, no, I think I'm good with what I want to say, but huge trade. Gotta be one of the biggest trades of the salary cap era. I would think it is. So, I I was thoroughly surprised when I found out it was Florida. I really thought it would be St. Louis or maybe Dallas, maybe, I don't know who else, Nashville maybe, but... And when I heard Hubero and Uyghur, I'm like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> so that's gonna... I'll move on now. MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, so that's coming up just in about a week's time. So I'm gonna try and predict some of the top guys, where they go, some destinations, right? So, obviously the rumors have been Juan Soto. Juan Soto, it sounds like he's on his way out of Washington. And Juan Soto is only 23 years old. Juan Soto is a generational talent. He's having a down year. And his WRC plus is still 157, I believe. And that's still 57% above league average. It's crazy. He's has two years left of team control. And then he hits free agent in 2025. Um, like, like I said, he's having a bit of a down year. He's only batting 250. Still getting on base four, four, uh, at four times out of 10. 20, 20, 20 home runs still. This was a couple days. Uh, it's probably updated by then, though. It's listed a little old. <coughs> he turned down a 15-year, $440 million contract extension from the Nationals. And the Nationals said, okay, if you're not taking this, you don't want to sign here, whatever. We'll trade you. And I think that's what Soda wants to do. If he, I think he wants that big money, but I don't think he wants it to be in Washington because of them not being that good. I feel like he'd rather go to a different team, sign that, whatever. I think any team in the Major League Baseball should be calling about his availability and seeing what it would take. In terms of destinations, though, like the best I could see, I have the Yankees, I have the Dodgers, the Mets, the Padres, Seattle Mariners, St. Louis Cardinals, Toronto Blue Jays, 
And I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So the Yankees, right, evil empire, they want another outfielder. Imagine you run an outfield of Judge, Stanton, Soto. It's absurd. It's crazy. Um. So, and they have they obviously have the money to pay them because they pay everyone. Dodgers, same scenario. They get all the stars, whatever. They they have the money to free them up or to pay them. Sorry, and they have the prospects. The Mets, they have the owner that wants to spend big, and win. And I think they could really realistically are going to be really aggressive. I don't think they're going to end up with them because I don't think that the Nationals are going to trade them within their division and then have to play them the next 15 years. So I don't see that one happening. The Padres, they are apparently really, really wanting to get Fernando Tatis and him paired up together in a lineup. And I could, I could, I could see it. Yeah, you can give up like Mackenzie Gore. They have the pieces there to get it done. I don't know if they have the best package, but they have a package. The Mariners, I think they could offer a lot for Juan Soto. They have a lot of young guys who I think could potentially swing a deal. The only thing is, is I feel like they might ask for Julio Rodriguez. Mariners aren't giving up Julio Rodriguez. I think they want to team those two up in the outfield. But I feel like they have enough young players to get it done. I'm just not sure they have the quality young players that the Nats might look for. Um, And then you go to the Cardinals. I could, it would be tough for them. I, I'm, it'd be tough. But apparently they're one of the front runners, so they're probably heavily pushing for it. And then lastly, the Toronto Blue Jays. You could throw, like, as much as Bo Bichette is my favorite player, throw Bo Bichette in a trade for him. I do like Bichette, Moreno, Nate Pearson, right, whatever it takes. But it sounds like the Nationals want young MLB players, right, and they want them to take. They want multiple top prospects, so they want like I've heard like four or even all five of their top prospects. And you have to be willing to take on Patrick Corbin's uh, contract because Corbin is not good anymore. And he's paid $23 million, just over $23 million for this season, $24 million next year, and $35 million in 2025. Not the best contract. So they want them to take on that and, and their prospects and shit to make a deal. I don't, like, I definitely could see them signing, see him being traded, sorry. But at the same time, I also don't. Because they do still have another two years after this. They can wait if they don't get the package they want. They could wait till the offseason, even. I think, like, the Mar- and if you look at the, Mar- so the, the only teams that are going to be able to play them, I think, Mets, Padres, Dodgers, and Yankees. Maybe the Jays do if you move Bichette, but you also got to pay Vlad too. So we'll be tough to pay both those guys huge contracts. So, 
the Mariners, I could see pulling off deal. I don't think they're going to have the money to pay him. Same as Cardinals. I don't really think they'd have the money to pay him. It's something to look out for, and he's definitely the best player on the market right now. I just don't know if anybody's going to want to meet the expectations the Nationals have in a return. The next one I'm going to do is Shohei Otani because he there's been rumors flying around that he might be on the move. He's a free agent after next season. And, you know, the Angels, not that good again. So, there there's a window there for him to be moved. That being said, you're trading for two, like, really good players. And they're the same person in Shohei. He can, he hits bombs, he steals bases, right? He's a really good hitter. And then he's a Cy Young candidate already. So... As much as I'd love the Blue Jays to go after him, right, would be really tough. Would be really tough. Shohei's price is probably going to be around Soto's price. Because, honestly, Shohei Otani might be the best player in baseball right now. Just because of how good he is. Like, he's not the best hitter. He's not the best pitcher. But he's just really good at both. (laughs) And you're getting one guy who can do it both. He might be the best. So... Blue Jays could see. And I'm going to say, oh, fuck it. The Dodgers could probably swing a deal. The Yankees could probably swing a deal if they really wanted to. Um, I'm not really sure where else he would go. I don't really see him being traded. And apparently the price tag is like they, the Angels want like quality MLE players already to help them compete now. If they're going because they don't want to rebuild again, they have Trout still. They don't want to rebuild. He's another eye I'm gonna say watch out for. Do I really think he gets traded? Probably not. Uh, Wilson Contreras is next on my list. Well, it's not my list, but like he's on the trade block. Um, he's the best catcher on the market, and um. It's likely he's going to get traded because he says he wants to stay in Chicago. But the Cubs don't really want to pay him a big money extension, so I feel like he's going to get moved. Maybe you can talk that after the season's done if you trade him. And then he can come back or something like that. Um, I just don't really see anything happening with it. So... I, I expect him to get traded if you're looking at teams that could be interested. Mets. Astros need a catcher. Padres could probably use a catcher. The Guardians, if they really want to make that push, even though I don't know if they will. And then maybe you, maybe the Cardinals will if they want to platoon him with Yachty or DH him, whatever, right? So, we'll see. I think they'll get traded, but those are just five teams that are listed. I'm lo- I'm looking at Bleach Report's list right now. That's where I'm getting my resources from. Luis Castillo is number number not no just next on the list. Um, probably go over the top ten in this. And any team that needs pitching help should be going after this guy. He's the best starter on the market, in my opinion, at least. And I. Don't think it's really that close. I don't know. Um, 
So teams that need pitching are, are going to want. So the Jays obviously need another starting pitcher, I think. Dodgers are probably going to be in the mix. And the Dodgers and the Reds have a connection. They've made trades before. Giants, I think, will be there. Astros could use a pitcher. The Phillies could use a pitcher, but I don't know if they're actually going to swing a deal because I don't I – don't, maybe they will. I'm not sure. Twins could use pitching help. Yankees always going to want pitching help. Um, yeah, he's been really good this year. He was hurt to start the year, came back, still made the All-Star game. Um, yeah, so there's not really any, like, he's not an elite elite pitcher. He's very good, but he's not, like, top five, top ten pitcher, I'd probably say. So there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to want him because, and maybe you can get, like, package for him because he's the best available if you're the Reds you don't have to trade him this year you can wait till next year I think he's got one more year year left on his deal after but it's probably best to deal him now since you aren't that good right now uh so probably the second best outfielder behind Soto on the list is Andrew Bentendi I've heard the Red Sox I've heard no wait no not the Red Sox that's his former team I've heard the Yankees uh, because they don't like Joey Gallo at their right. Yeah, so plays in Minnesota. He's batting three seventeen, or he plays in Kansas City, not Minnesota. Sorry, he's batting three seventeen this year. He doesn't hit home runs really. He's just a really good average hitter. Doesn't really steal any bases either, though. So he's probably just like you could bat him lead off if you want. You could bat him in the two spot. But you could even bat him at the bottom of the lineup just to get hits. I don't know. But if you want to get I did to I think he's probably gonna be a Yankee. And I think because Joey Gallo is in left field right now, Joey Gallo is bad this year. Batting he's batting one sixty four at, at the time of this article. Ben attending three seventeen. So you're getting like what? 250 better almost of an average. <laughs> That's crazy. So, or is that 150? That's 150. My bad. 150 better of an average. Yeah, so. He is unvaccinated though, and apparently. Well, oh, yeah. That's another thing. He is unvaccinated. And they do only play Toronto one more time in the regular season. But if they meet in the playoffs, Ben Benintendi might not be able to play if they don't change that status, which I don't think they will by the time it comes. So maybe you just don't even trade for him. I don't, I don't know. Something to look out for. I still feel like he could, and it maybe it just depends where the Jays are in the standings, determines what the Yankees do, but yeah, we'll see. Um, next on my list, I have Josh Bell. Uh, he's free agent next year. 
I believe. Yeah. If you're looking for a guy who's gonna hit bombs, driving runs, and he's hit, he's batting very well this year. He's batting three eleven this year with thirteen home runs. The, the the home run numbers are a bit down, but like if if you want a big power hitter or like that can hit for average, you want this guy. Um, I feel like he's probably gonna end up like on the Red Sox. I feel like they need the hitting help, but I could see the Padres also being there. Uh, Bleacher Report has the Astros and Blue Jays listed. I don't really know if the Blue Jays need them don't really think we do so don't really see it but uh red sox padres are probably my two destinations for him then we got frankie montas he is free agent eligible in 2024 so you have this year you have next year of them and then uh the year you get two more years of them after this year i believe yeah yeah right i think so um A's are bad. They're on a fire sale, right? They're gonna, they're gonna make, they're trading him. <laughs> He's been hurt this year, though, so maybe that draws teams away. I don't know. Teams that I could see interest in. He is on a really cheap set. Actually, honestly, everyone. Every playoff contender should be interested in this guy just because of his salary. Uh, Bleacher Report says everybody, especially the Brewers, yeah, they could use another pitcher. The Cardinals, yes, they need pitching help desperately. I don't think they have a legit really starter in their rotation. I don't think Flaherty's going to be back this year. Maybe not. We'll see. Giants, yeah, they want pitching help. Phillies could see it, yeah. <coughs> Martin Perez, he's probably the best left-handed pitcher on the market. He's got a 268 ERA this year. It's very possible that he'll get less of a return than Montas and Castillo, but like he could get overpaid just because he's a left-handed pitching pitcher. If somebody wants that, go get him. Right? Blue Jays should be calling up the Rangers and trying to get this guy because they need a left-handed pitcher in their rotation come playoff time. Um, you got then you got the Brewers, you got the Cardinals, you got the Phillies, and Bleach Report says anyone that's buying should be after him because he's only making four million this year, and then he's a free agent in twenty twenty three. Um, David Robertson probably the best reliever on the market. Um, he's got thirteen saves on the year, sub two ERA right now. I think that the Jays should really be interested in this guy because we need a bullpen arm. He doesn't necessarily have to close. We can close him if we want and then move Romano out of the closer position. But we need bullpen help. We need an arm. I think the Twins are going to be interested. Red Sox, yeah, they need a bit more bullpen help. Dodgers, yeah, they always want bullpen help. If the Mariners really want to go get a closer, like a legit closer, instead of uh, Seawald, then yes, they go do that, I think. And Seawald can maybe be an 8th inning, 7th inning guy. And then Phillies, yeah, they need bullpen help as well. I'm going to finish. No, I'm, Who's my next guy? 
Yeah, I'll go. Uh, last on my list comes in is Whit Merrifield. Pretty down season for Merrifield so far. He's only hitting 242. He's got five home runs, 14 stolen bases. Uh, but from 27 to 2017 to 2021, the guy hit 292. And now he's batting 240. He's having a down year. Um, he's back to normal, though. I guess he's batting 287 over since May 10th. So back to his kind of typical self since then. I, I If you're looking at teams that could want him, he's a second baseman and an outfielder mainly. So... I don't think the White Sox are going to be buying at this deadline, so I don't see them being interested. The Padres are a really intriguing fit because you could run him and Fernando Tatis Jr. as an infielder. Infield combo could be really nice. The Red Sox, I don't really see being interested because they already have Story and Xander Bogarts. And the Phillies, yeah, they could use another middle infielder, I guess, but think the Padres are the most likely destination. I think that's going to wrap up this episode now. I've honestly ran out of things to say. My mind has gone a little bit blank and drifted off in this episode. So, um, Could be another episode this week. NFL is almost back. Look out for some more episodes based on that. we got about a month to go almost before the year starts. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Got this far. Peace out. See you later.